Osiris. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello, audience. My name is Devin Gilfillian. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, originally from outside of Philadelphia. I try to make music that makes people want to understand each other and love each other and then also shake their ass and forget about the, the bullshit going on in their life. You know what I mean? hodgepodge melting pot of soul and and rock and roll and r&b and psychedelic soul and funk and all all these different old and new you know Jimi hendrix and marvin gay and and kent you know i try influenced by but i love i listen to kendrick lamar and grew up listening to kanye before kanye lost his mind and yeah <laughs> and pharrell and and, and Timbaland and everything they were doing. So like, I just, I'm such a, I'm a weird melting pot, Z. I really am. listening to the show on the road welcome back everybody i'm your audio wrangler zach lupiton and uh as you heard we are talking to the amazing devin gilfillian and he's down in nashville now doing the hard work that a lot of musicians are too afraid to do in this crazy time we're living in he is out there at the state house protesting the gun violence that has been happening all around us including the horrifying shooting right in his backyard in nashville and as we'll talk about later in the darkness of 2020, Devin did something that I don't think most artists would ever attempt. 
he song by song re-recorded Marvin Gaye's seminal record, What's Going On. And with his new record, I Love You Anyway, Devin is doing a very similar thing that Marvin did back in the 70s. He is both celebrating black joy and black power and black wisdom, but he is also recording on a major label contract and talking about voter repression, talking about a history of violence that runs deep in the veins of this country and is still being processed day by day. According to the USA Today, a hundred days into this year, 2023, the newest attack in Louisville marks the nation's 146th mass shooting. AR-15s are bought legally to kill our kids, as you see over and over again. What are you doing to make things a little bit better? Think about it. I think Devin is doing something amazing in his music, and I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. Okay, here he is, Mr. Devin Gilfillian. It is complicated because I think you can tell when a press release or a uh, bio is written uh, before Kanye has become uh, not <laughs> as into the Jews and various things. Because <laughs> it's like, well, he was, you know, he grew up, uh, you know, really idolizing the songwriting of Kanye West. And I think that's probably not something that is front and center anymore, even though it's like it's complicated because like, the you know, his work is the same. It's not like, you know, the dropout changed right. because he he's was always, crazy he, you know he was always trying to be the best and the biggest and the best and the biggest and like and there's a certain point when you get to that like hey like all right like you are the you're you're the best at at you're you know producing and 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 rapping your flow everyone's in love with it you, you know your your story of 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 coming up and you know there's there's a a ceiling for that if you're not continuously humbling yourself right and kanye lost it and he didn't have he lost his mama and the rock that he had that that kept him on the ground was is now gone well the title of your new record which uh, as this comes out let's just say it's in the world yes. love you anyway i think yeah. there's a nice little double-edged sword in that title right there right the sort of turn the other cheek the feeling that someone something maybe an entire uh group of people has been wronged but we have to move past that and still bring love and bring uh energy that isn't just um revenge it's very of our time i think that phrase you know i feel like lizzo has that vibe in a lot of her songs like you know i'm just gonna be me you've judged me for a long time but i'm gonna love you anyway you know we're all in this ship together 
it, it, it comes from a lot of, it really truly does come from a lot of, of what you you touched on in, in, the, in the sense of, you know, in the, during the pandemic, especially, and, you know, I wrote this song during the pandemic and, and a lot of this album and um, everything was happening. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor and, and all of the injustice racial injustice that has been going on has been just it was the the blanket was pulled off and it was like oh 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 we have no we have to stare at this we have to see this and and it's we're going we're in it and we can't help but be put into our our echo chambers and Mm -hmm. and and we have to realize that and realize that people are in their echo chambers. And, and the only way to break through that is, is by trying to st- stop yelling and making so much noise in your own echo chamber and try and listening to the other side. And when people are, feel like they're listened listen to, they, they then they try and they try and understand you and love you anyway is like kind of just the first step in that for me in, in trying to say, all right, I know you're fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also everyone's lives are different and everyone li- is living a different came from a different place and an environment and someone's life a hundred miles away or even in, interact with them. It's hard. It's hard. It's I mean, hard. that song, that song righteous uh, that you have Nathaniel Rateliff on, right? It's like, how do we find somewhere in the middle? Right. Yeah, a, a common ground that we can say, look, we're all Americans. Um, you know, does that mean anything, really? You know, I mean, this country is so diverse. People in, um, you know, Alabama, Mississippi, have a, a very different view of things than me in LA, you in Nashville, right? We feel like it could be a different country, but we have to find somewhere to meet and to talk about things. Tell me about that song a little bit. Absolutely, you know we have to find somewhere to meet. And and righteous is, righteous is is a is, you know, it's it's a poke at at religious structure that that like that separates people, and 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 puts people into groups, and and makes one group of people better because they are they're reading the good book, and another group the people who who aren't enlightened. Are, are lesser and 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 to me it's there's this whole you know we are better than them mindset you can be righteous or you can pay the bills how do you say that you love but you really don't know how to heal or you can be righteous or you can be real how do we see how to well, I like the I like the balance between you can be righteous or you can be real. You like you can't be both, you know. Yeah, because I, I think that the the thing that it feels like we get from the left and the right is that like you're an idiot if you're not with me, you know. And it feels hard, I will admit, to not have that attitude, right? It is. It is. It's like, what, what is, what is the way to actually confront your neighbor who is uh, believing something that is 
at least factually wrong that is harming people. I mean, the whole uh, election denial, but the vaccine, vaccine, um, you know, misinformation, that is something that really killed millions of people, you know, and we're only going to realize the fallout of that uh, in generations to come. And the fact that people knew that, like Fox News, like Trump, and admitted it on tape or in text messages like they're seeing in this lawsuit, and then say, well, but the ratings say if we say the opposite, if we say the untruth, people will keep watching out of outrage. It's the profit before fact thing that is so infuriating over and over again. You know, like how much is that stock price of Fox News worth to you? Is it really worth to sacrifice an entire generation of people who believe you? Really? It's, 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 it's not. And it's, it, and I really see, I, I pray that they get held accountable. People, people have to diversify their, their news in, intake. That's, that's the issue to me is, is like, people don't know. They're just, they're just habitually taking in bullshit that is not, is not accurate and, and not, not actual journalism and turning and they're turning it their entertainment into journalism right when you take a song like uh let the water flow also about you know voter suppression and, and black folks in georgia experiencing disenfranchisement for generations i will say that a lot of folks that are in um you know the general americana world which i think you are a part of um yeah. do not have the balls to really dive into a lot of this stuff but no. i think Someone like, you know, you grew up listening like Marvin Gaye could make you shake your ass and make you think about shit. That's something that the 60s and 70s, um, I think, created. And I think that folks like you are are bringing back now, which I'm super happy about. I mean, man, to me, Marvin was doing I wish I hope and pray that I could do what Marvin and the staple singers did when they were doing it and and like the reason why is because there's that pressure man that there was black people were getting fucking squeezed and and jailed and and beaten and had no rights and and right now we we're, we're comfortable people are comfortable a lot of, like there's this this there's this fake idea that all the equity is is there and, mm-hmm. and we're really not if we're not paying attention like the real shit is 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 our voting rights the real shit is is getting fucking health care and take getting our education god i'm z i'm going off on a tan- I, I feel like i'm going off over that's here. what we're here for man you know <laughs> from savannah to atlanta augusta on up to rome these old willows that keep weeping If only we knew what they know Cause streams turn to rivers And rivers to seas God help us remember That justice ain't just a dream Let the Oh, it's time.
but I feel like, uh, uh, you know, Let the Water Flow is, is a song that, like, again, feels like, yeah, it could have been a staple singer song when they're talking about, you know, going to Washington and, and, and actually speaking to power, you know. Do you feel helpless at times that music is not enough, or do you feel like this is your way to contribute? I, I, there is moments that I do feel like, you know, what am I doing, like, playing strumming on a guitar and singing and, and instead of being out and, and you know whatever coordinating protests or something you know like i but also i know that music is my superpower and that's that's what i got to to use and 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 that's why to me marvin and the staple singers and curtis mayfield like all those cats like that were doing it and and kendrick lamar now you know like to me, like, there's a fearlessness that I, I, the Americana world, I don't know, man, you listen, like, you, you kind of said it, like, there's there's only a few folks, like, TJ Osborne, the Osborne brothers, you know, brothers mm. Osborne, like, they're, they're, they're ripping up the door, ripping down doors in the country world, that, and I'm so proud of them, and, and there's some artists that are, are trying to do, you know, bring diversity into the Americana and country world. But there are definitely like, nobody's saying what Kendrick is saying or J. Right. Cole is saying. Like, the, like hip hop to me is like, take those lyrics and, and, and like, that's the realest shit you're ever gonna see. If you hear that in the song, it's like, what? They're just, that's okay. It, it, it yeah, yeah, it's, it's funny, it's funny. What did it feel like? you know, inhabiting a song like What's Going On. Because, you know, you you had that um, record that you, I mean, you basically re recorded, you re-recorded uh, his seminal record, Marvin Gaye, um, yeah. in 2020. Um, did you feel like almost the pressure to kind of match his energy or did you try to just take it in your own direction? I knew that I was not going to, I, I was definitely trying to like at least match the like match the energy, but I wasn't trying to like I couldn't I wasn't gonna be singing like Marvin and and I my voice nobody can sing like Marvin nobody right. can play like Jimi Hendrix nobody can you know like I was I'm I gotta just do do what I do. Mother, mother, there's too many. That's why I wanted to incorporate all the different artists on the on that album and make it a thing. It's not. It, I didn't want it to it to be about about me trying to be Marvin or trying to recreate Marvin. I wanted to. I wanted it to be about bringing the message that Marvin was saying then to now and have different voices sing it, sing it, and, and bring it. And and uh, it's that, I have a funny relationship with that song. What's going on? Because. Shaka Khan and and, uh, and Michael McDonald were on tour opening for them, and Michael asked me to come up and sing "Taking It to the Streets" for the encore. And Shaka comes up for the encore. They sing "What's Going On," and then they do "Taking It to the Streets." And then Michael asked me to come up 
for what's going on. And I didn't know, I knew I had like, I like peripherally knew the song. Yeah. But not like back of my hand. Like I knew, I yeah. knew like the back of my thumb, you know? And and, and I got up, I was like, ah, singing backgrounds. And, and then Shaka, third verse came around. She was like, ching And threw me the mic and I just, fumbled around on that like just saying let me like, get my phone out real quick for some lyrics father mother like sing whatever <laughs> and and like we walked off stage and shaka looked back to me and she was like you better learn that song <laughs> <laughs> But then we went out to a protest right after George Floyd was killed and I saw people playing instruments. I was like, man, I want to bring my guitar out. And I went home and, and then I like sat down and like actually learned what's going on. And, and then I, I broke, broke down crying. And I was like, what, how is, how are these words already said? Yeah. How are these words already said? It's like it's like when the, you know, what is it that that concept of the space-time continuum like if you bend the space fabric you're like right back where you were or you're 40 years ahead. You know, it's like it we're insane. we're all kind of connected in this continuum we just don't know it sometimes, you know. Exactly that, Z, but like if anything Marv, that whole record, that whole album really is a social experiment it's it's a it's a documentation of 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 what was happening in the world in 1971 and also the cycle of how people are squeezed and then protests breaks out and war breaks out and you know no one's giving a shit about the earth and 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 people are still getting squeezed and change has to come please you, you, you like i wasn't trying to rhyme that like uh yeah. like, <laughs> the show actually has to be sharp. in rhyme because you know then you know everyone can understand it i think like i think that the you know it's funny i'm, I'm looking at this poster on my wall the summer of soul with uh oh Sly and the Family Stone. My TV here in LA has some of those like crappy free cable channels. And one of them is like some vintage TV stuff that has the Ed Sullivan show playing on loop all the time, like from the 60s and yes. 70s. And like Sly and the Family Stone were like on this show and they're in this, like it looks like just like a basic theater somewhere and all these white people going like... <laughs> And those guys are just ripping into these songs, like dressed up like they're from outer space. Oh my you know, god! High heel platform boots and uh, the glasses and the hair, you know. But again, I think someone like Sly Stone created a uh, a sound that was accessible to a pop audience, which I think yours is too. But also yeah. is telling you something. Yeah, in the back of your head, you know, like telling something from the side saying, hey, you know, we got to live together. 
Man, it, it, it's that subliminal messaging. Come on. <laughs> it's, it's that. And like, that's different the, strokes that's for different game. folks. Come on, guys. And we sang that as kids, like it was a kid's song. You right? Know? Right? It's it's crazy. Like that's that's the that to me is is the key is is like putting making this music the music got tastes so good that you you just swallow the lyrics, you know? <laughs> it's like a if dog you, with a peanut butter pill and stuff. <laughs> if you were booked like on that Summer of Soul festival i don't know if you saw that movie but like you know that oh, yeah. lineup oh, if you were booked like next to the staple singers and oh. Sly and the family stone what would you open with like which song yours oh my god <laughs> no pressure that you know i would i would probably it would have to be between let the water flow if I'm in between Sly and, and the Staple Singers, like I'm just thinking about that scene with Mavis singing with Mahalia, Mahalia Jackson, like, oh my God, how do you even? Yeah, I started crying when I watched that part. I was oh, like, oh God. Goodness Lord. I... She's like, what, 16 or something? Yeah, like, she, how do you do that, Mavis? What? I, but, and she's but still I'm, doing it. She's still, she's still, still doing it, man. I. I I'm I I gotten to to open for her a couple times, you know, not to get off topic, and but and she's still still giving it, and she calls me muscles every now and then. <laughs> she doesn't remember my name, but she calls me muscles, and that that makes me feel good inside, and 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 I can die a happy a happy man because Mavis called me muscles. Um, but anyway, song wise, maybe maybe the good life, you know. Right. Maybe the good life. I, I think like if I'm if I'm like, to me that that feels the feels like summer soul vibes. I remember yesterday, trouble was so far away. Castles in the sand Everyone a different shade But everybody was the same When the lion kissed the lamb It's about loving everybody from, from wherever they come from and loving, you know, the different different people and and but also it just makes you feel good and that's that that's definitely the key is like having songs that just make you feel fucking good and forget about the, sh the, the shit going on and and then songs it's like yo it makes you feel good and it's like hey we gotta we gotta fight the power yo remember when the violence stopped and all the doors were left unlocked and the stranger was your brother Remember when the bank got sold and everybody took their gold and everybody helped each other. The song Brown Sugar Queen, was there a was there a lady in mind when you were writing it? Or was it like the ideal fantasy of this queen that could one day be yours? You know, it, there is actually a specific lady 
and uh, it's my girlfriend right now. Actually, my 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 partner girlfriend, uh, my main John. No, <laughs> uh, no, it's, her name's Megan, and yeah, she. We've been together for a minute, actually. Actually, you might have met her. We we split up and got back together, and split up, grew up, and then got back together, and 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 yeah, that song's just it's it's about. How I couldn't get away from her, basically. Did that song help win her back? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I was like, you know, I was like, I got this, I got this song I wrote about you. You know, that that was like deposit like two two dollars and ground points. When you write a song like that and you play it for someone like her, um, who's probably heard you sing all sorts of love songs, right? Oh yeah. Is she immediately charmed or is she like, mm, I've heard something like this before, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I would say that it's it's definitely not an immediate charm. It's it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a it's like more of like a, like her just silently grooving and you know. All right. Okay. I like that. I like that. Though <laughs> <laughs> no, the video, I remember seeing the video come out and it it's pretty uh sexy. Uh maybe not it for is. the kids at home. No, no, definitely it's, it's Or maybe it is. I don't know. PG-13, um, you know. It, we don't have any any R super R things, you know. It's <laughs> TV mature maybe is that what they do with the music video? Yeah. It reminds me of um there's this movie called Perfume. Uh, I think it's called Perfume Story of a Murder or something. It's like, it's based on his true story of this guy um, who was a serial killer. I'm not saying that you are. Go with me on this journey for a second. <laughs> he would distill he the perfume of the ladies that he would kill. Like he would distill their essence. Oh, in like Belgium or whatever. He was completely nuts. But there's this scene in the movie that is maybe one of the most memorable scenes I've ever seen in a film. And I, I went to film school. I've seen a lot of films where they shot this orgy scene in like a beautiful square in France or something with like the entire town being so enraptured by the smell of this perfume that they all make love together in this town square and, and <laughs> it is so beautiful and so crazy wow <laughs> and wait. i'm watching your video i'm like oh wait this is this reminds me of this really cool okay it's not about a serial killer but the sensualness of people embracing oh, their bodies only... in an open way on camera <laughs> If only I had like a orgy in a town square in my music video, then you know when the budget would, goes up at the label, you know the budget does go up a little bit. It's kind of hard to convince three hundred people to start banging. <laughs> How did you 
shoot that video? Like, what was the process? You know, we we got these this awesome this awesome production crew that I've worked with, Frank and 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 Chad, shot this video in this studio in Nashville, and Megan actually she's the basic she's the main one, kind of in dancing dancing in the video and one would hope you know um and they so they working holiday working holiday that's the name of the of the production crew we just wanted something celebrating a celebrating megan and celebrating black women you know and having having a song about that and i'm i'm done being you know tiptoeing around celebrating one person and Mm. leaving 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 people out and like who cares you know see now i feel bad because i i had a situation with my now wife when when we first got together i wrote this love song it's our most played song our dust bowl revival group yes Uh, it's very very direct the song is just called honey i love you okay we did it with keb mo i was gonna okay yes yep i've heard that yeah you know just a very sort of sweet, soulful kind of thing. And when we did the music video, my wife, who's also an actor, was like, oh, well, you're going to like just cast me in the video, right? <laughs> and we did not cast her in the video, <laughs> which was uh, not a very pleasant conversation to have, but I felt like it was like um, not fair. Like, it's, you know, we are a band. It's not just my project yeah. i felt like well if i make it all about her and like have and then it's like kind of gonna be awkward <laughs> and now i'm like you know what dude you should have just done it been, <laughs> been sweet. i mean look devin did it devin did, devin, did it. <laughs> devin you make me look bad man she's gonna be like see <laughs> <laughs> you, you you're gonna have to make it up to her you're gonna yeah. have to start have her start in a music video eventually you know she did kind of star in this video I did about my daughter and her last year, but you oh, know it, it's a it's always like a a, a tricky thing is you you want to make stuff personal, but like you want to separate it a little bit. Yeah, you know, like you want, yeah, you want your personal life to be also for you. I also didn't want to have to like direct my own wife and be like, hey, can you uh, you maybe like show a little more leg in this shot? <laughs> yeah. Like I felt like that would have been. A bit of an awkward situation. <laughs> a little more leg, babe. A little more. Come on. Shake it. Yeah, like we shot a pool scene, you know. Now, when you're out there doing your thing, you have a song like All I Really Want to Do that is, again, in the uh, sexy realm. <laughs> right? Aries, Pisces, Scorpio, Leo, Libra, Gemini, which is yours. You let me know. <laughs> It's a very flirtatious song. Now, <laughs> when you're on stage singing this, you know, obviously it can feel goofy when you're uh, putting on a persona, but do you feel like you're sort of creating a version of yourself on stage that is a little bit different than who you really are? Or is it just like a hyper-realized version of yourself? No, no, I definitely feel like you have to inf- put on like a little, like a hype. A hyper definitely a hyper version of, of of myself but like a exaggerated version in a way is a, a sexier version and and more theatrical you know like 
I, I, I'm definitely not. I was, I was never a theater kid or anything like that. I wish I was. But my theater teacher just wasn't cool, so I <laughs> didn't, didn't 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 get into it. But like, I do think I do like, you know, there's the performance. Like, you got to get into it. You got to get into the character a little bit, and you know, there's a little bit of that for sure. But it's all you know. The songs are reflections of me, and and also reflections, you know, reflections of me off of off of the world and, and the shit that's happening in the world too. And I think, you know, there's always going to be not fully. It's it's going to be myself that's in that character, but a little bit more. Which is yours? You let me know. up in Philly I know you've written that you you know you didn't necessarily feel like you fit in any um you know sort of one click you know um did you start writing music pretty early did you find that as your superpower or did that come later on writing music was for sure something that that came when I moved to Nashville mm-hmm. in 20 in, or in 2013 uh, I didn't I didn't like I've, I wrote some and I wrote like some instrumental stuff on guitar and 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 had some kind of like remnants of songs that I started and didn't finish like before I moved to Nashville, like when I was in college and, and just playing acoustic sets out and covering playing covers and stuff. And but I didn't I didn't find my voice as a writer really until I moved to Nashville and and like started going to writer rounds and what was the first record that you remember being moved by as a kid or, or sort of saying like this is important something your folks gave you or were playing at home i would say probably bob marley waiting in vain mm. like that that yeah and and like my my dad was my dad was always playing stevie wonder like in, in the house Mm. Inner Visions and Songs in the Key of Life was, was always playing. Like he he was Stevie Wonder was like his his North Star. And so I was that was always always rocking. But Bob Marley, yeah, that that album Waiting in Vain. I remember like putting it getting like the Legends CD and putting it in my Walkman and and like putting in my headphones and thinking about this girl I had a crush on in fourth grade and and just weeping one one single tear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I read this I read this study completely apropos of nothing that is fascinating that our tears when we're sad are actually filled with more protein 
so they roll down our face slower so people can see how upset we are and then comfort and help us and save us from dying. Wow. Look, humans are crazy. Well, I, I finally actually listened to some of your debut EP from 2016. Oh, yeah, Throw it back. Throwback. That's a throwback right there. <laughs> here and now, here and now is a hot song, man. I thank you, thank you, Z. I, I appreciate that, and and it's it's so funny, like how my song, my my sound has evolved since then, and and I I love I love that EP, and and the it's like very blues, a lot, very much more blues and and like old school R and B Al Green vibes, you know, and staple singer vibes and 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 that that like is a part of me but also you know then i love i want to i'm gonna throw some thundercat in there some you know mm. i want to get weird i want to get pushed push it forward and and uh my dream is to take the americana audience you know that i started off with with that album with that ep mm-hmm. and make them realize that they love me. They love the blues. They love R&B from back in the day. Right. But what Kendrick is doing right now is is the fucking blues mm. that's happening right now. That shit's more real than anything. Mm-hmm. And 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 if you like if you want to romanticize you know the blues from back in the day then you need to listen to what's happening right now. those audiences from hip-hop to to americana how do you do that you know yeah i don't know festivals maybe some you know billings whatever no what was the the weirdest combo playing before or after you you know i we we like we were in sweden and we opened up at this man in this random town for this this like reggae band this like swedish white reggae band oh boy <laughs> and i was like oh shit what are we get into and they were popping they yeah. did it like they were like and they were i was like oh man what are they gonna do and they they were giving me some roots fucking toots in the maytals shit like i was like yeah oh, all right y'all all right and it so i was like at first I was like, this is gonna be weird and so not not it. But yeah. Uh your debut full length was a black hole rainbow, which I think kind of I think definitely set you in the path to being known, at least on a national scale. Um and um you know, you're mixing a lot of you know different genres together there, which is which is cool. But you know, you start off with that unchained track, which is really emotional. Um, you know, tell me a little bit about your your brother Ryan and how that song came to be. Absolutely. So, my brother he's he's a year younger than me, and he's 
he's definitely he's 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 like the the gangster version of of myself you know I, i'm like the soft golden child and he's he was like the the one who didn't give a fuck and yeah you know, wasn't one he's not scared to 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 tell you what's on his mind and um but the song unchained like i actually it's funny i wrote this song at first it was just a movie prompt it was like we were me and andrew petroff and my buddy tim bruns were writing it for for this movie and it was about this guy who got arrested this black guy got arrested and accused of rape but he didn't do it and all this stuff blah 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 and i wrote the song and after i wrote it it's weird like sometimes i write songs that in like in the moment they happen so fast that i'm writing it for something else and then it and then it, and then i realize it it's it's actually about my brother it's mm. about it's, it's it's and and all the obstacles that he's he's been put in front of and and he was in an accident back in 2008 that left him paralyzed from the waist down and it's you know i can't imagine going through just not only the physical pain but the mm. mental pain of of that and and and, and all and all of it but um but he he like he he ate, he he worked through it and, and and got he's making music now and doing his thing and and so so yeah it's just i'm just that, that song became an anthem for him and and kind of about how proud i am of him and, and what he's gone through and i'm standing there no matter what comes at me i'm gonna break these chains Yeah, it's, you know, always, a, I think, a, a, another balance of, of how much to reveal about certain tragedies or um, hardships that we go through. Um, and, you know, it's like, is this your story to tell? Is this his story to tell? Um, and, you know, I think that, you know, it's it's more like where where our heart is in, 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 in the situation, you know, and... Uh, what, what was his feeling when that song came out? Like, what did he say? He, you know, he he was definitely like grateful and and he he didn't. I feel like he almost he did almost didn't believe me at first, and then and then and fine and then I was like actually like I would love for you to star in the music video and and everything and then and then he was he really. He was really grateful for it, you know. He, he was just like, he he's, I me and my brother have always been so opposite, and and we've we've fought our whole lives, and and, and been dip, you know. So I just I feel like it was a moment of showing him how much I I, I really do love him and care mm. about him. Was there a moment where you played 
on some insane festival bill or, or, you know, the Ryman or something where your folks were like, I can't believe I have a rock star that I created. Like what was the rock star moment of moments for you? I feel like the rock star moment, one of them was we got to open for the fray in 2017 okay. at Red Rocks and and flew my mom out and and my brother my brother and my mom came out and uh i feel like that was like a moment where she was like all right he's he's doing this damn thing <laughs> the fray they're a legit band they're i've i've heard of them <laughs> it's funny how like you certain you know you could be opening for bad bunny and and, and like your my, your parents would be like bad who's what's a bad bunny why are you opening up for a bad bunny is this a petting zoo show <laughs> yeah yeah is it's you got to they have to know and be familiar with it to like oh okay i see yeah he's doing it was there a show maybe early on where you really questioned whether or not this would be a legit path for you like it was so bad that you're like i i really should just maybe get my master's degree in psychology and have my own practice <laughs> you know i mean there's definitely been shows that that like oxford mississippi <laughs> like we're like we were we were playing to like two people and and the staff in, in, in at proud larry's i think i played that same show with you proud probably. <laughs> about 10 people it was pouring rain no one straight, showed up yeah i remember that straight up proud Lar like proud larry's but then like you know i those shows don't bother me as much because i feel like i've i did enough of those shows in in college where i was just playing to either nobody or or playing to people who were not listening and drinking and yelling stupid covers at me and, you know, like, and there was enough happening between those shitty shows of good things that, that I, that I like held on to very firmly. I was like, all right, just, all right, this is, there's two people here tonight. This is going to be, this is going to be what it is, but like tomorrow's going to be a good show. Like tomorrow we're going to be opening up for this person and, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you give yourself a pep talk sometimes before you go on stage? Like, what is your pre-stage ritual? My pre-stage ritual usually is like pee three times for no reason. Okay. Chug all the water and then pee again. Okay. Hydration. <laughs> extreme <laughs> hydration. Extreme hydration. I don't know. What, like, my body's like, you got to pee now. And it's like, ah. Yeah. And, and. And and pretty pretty much just like kind of like hold on to a moment of gratitude right before we get on stage, just That's like smart. look at each other and be like, we get to get on stage and play music tonight for a living. Like let's let's have fun. Let's let's enjoy it. And that's it. If you were to create a festival, though, anywhere in the world, it can be anywhere. You could book five artists, dead or alive, special fantasy festival. Who would they be and where would it be wow. placed? Okay. 
I want to go. I want to say Jamaica is where I would go. Okay. I've actually never been to Jamaica, which is I have family in Jamaica. I've never been. I would. I, I just want to go there. That's just. That's just like a spot I've never. Fire been festival, except it actually works this time. <laughs> except it works. As far okay, so Jamaica's. I'm. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna stick to Jamaica. Okay. Stick to Jamaica. As far, I mean, God, Marvin, Marvin Gaye, like I gotta have Marvin and Steve and and, and Jimi Hendrix. Okay, like those are those are my top two right there. Um, Kendrick. No, actually, sorry, I take that away. I would have then Biggie and Tupac, and then Aretha Franklin. Yeah, those would be my five. I feel like that in Jamaica. You know, like Biggie, yeah. little Biggie versus Tupac on stage. That'd be some, that'd be some fire. To make things even more complicated, you get to cook one dish for all these people backstage. You'd be like, all right, Aretha, please enjoy my signature dish, which is. I'm going to say kimchi fried rice. Ooh. All right. Oh, yeah. I, I make a mean kimchi fried rice. All right, let's take it. Let's take it out with the title track, "Love You Anyway," um, because I feel like the energy on there, sharing joy through the darkness, through the hardships that we've gone through. Like, what is the thing that inspired that song? The thing that inspired that song was, you know, really. It was my personal relationship. It was my, you know, like my nana she didn't but you know she voted voted for trump the first first time around and i as much as i'm as angry as i am about that you know she's i can't hate her for that mm-hmm. i have to i got i got to she's got how who knows how long right on this earth left and and yeah like am i gonna ask you know ask her say hey like i'll I'll take your ballot to the thing and then throw it in the trash yeah i would i would do that but i also no i would i i wouldn't do that I, i i i would i would respect her but but i i have to love her i have to i have to love her even though i'm 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 mad at her politics and, mm-hmm. and and that and then and then get to the conversation of all right like this is why I'm fucked like this is why all this affects me and blah 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 and who knows if she's gonna get it who knows she's 92 years old mm. you know like at this point well it's so complicated I think matter. when you're you're a black man in America right and your own yeah. family is you know sort of putting their finger on the scale saying, actually, we support someone who's openly a white supremacist, right? Yeah. Now, now they probably will say like, well, but it's just about taxes or blah, blah, blah. And that's the thing that's hardest to talk about. But for you, it's like a double complication. You know? Well, my Nana is white. Right. And, 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 but also, and, you know, and like, it's it's just it's it's complicated in 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 a way of like I don't think I'm ever going to change my nana's mind. No, 
and that's okay. It's it's just got to be okay. It's hard to do that when the time is right. You know when to to like get into it to 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 fight the power. Like we have to fight the power for a hundred percent. But also we have to recognize the moments where 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 we can't turn each other into enemies or else the power we're not going to be able to fight the power yeah because the powers are really the fucking the things that are separating us i got the power <laughs> i got the power <laughs> well thank you for getting on with me man i uh, love the new record and uh, I think the universe will be better off because of it. Z, thank you. Thank you for having me, man. And, and I appreciate you listening to the album and, 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 and just so detailedly and, and, and all the beautiful questions, bro. Thank you. Man. Thank you, man. Well, uh, you know, we have some Korean barbecue waiting for you here in LA whenever you're here. I will listen. I Hit me will up. And I will let I'll let you know when I'm in the hood. That yeah, man, I love that. I'd love to kick it, meet some Korean barbecue. With you. Big thanks to Devin for getting on the line with me. His newest record is called Love You Anyway. Turn it up loud, turn it up proud. You can get it at devingilfillion.com. And he is uh, going on tour where you can hear him in person. Yes, live music. I recommend it. Uh, April, uh, he's playing in Philadelphia, his hometown, in New York, in uh, Carborough, North Carolina, in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and uh, Savannah, Georgia, Nashville, and more. Please check it out. Really important stuff that he's putting out. If you're curious what my band Dust Bowl Revival is doing well, let me tell you this. We are coming up to the Pacific Northwest this Friday at Doug Fur in Portland, Saturday Nectar Lounge in Seattle, and going down to Bend, Oregon at Volcanic Theater Pub on Sunday. And then next week we'll be playing in Berkeley, in Sacramento, in Santa Cruz, and the big show April 22nd at the Troubadour in L.A. Did you know that you can donate to this podcast if you like it? I think you like it if you've listened this far. Uh, You can go to the text notes in the Apple page, Red Circle, click on it, and you can send us uh, a million dollars. As always, the show on the road is written, produced, and edited by yours truly, Zach Lubitin, and we are part of the BGS Podcast Network. Stay safe, stay creative, and we'll see you on the trail. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Did you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at Tuesday. 020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.